0: Greetings, and now it's Seneca Guego. You're listening to Gaino. If you're tuning in for the first time today, Gaino is the Seneca word for music or song. It's a weekly feature where I, your host, Brett Maybe, gets to feature some incredible music from different indigenous artists from across Turtle Island. And for this next hour, you're invited to pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee, and of course, enjoy the music. For today's listening, we're traveling to the Northwest Territories, specifically with the Klencho people. My featured artist name is Dago Wolf, He's a Canadian Aboriginal Music Award winner. His previous album Yellowstone was also nominated for a Juno. Now It should be known that his initial passion lied more in the visual arts and cartooning, and if you get to go check out a copy of this album High Arctic, you will notice his own character Jimbo Bear adorning the cover. We have a discussion centered around family, language, culture, and of course some great music ahead. Kicking things off for our listening today is the title track from Daga Wolf's 2020 High Arctic, Asara Noa Dan Nangan Ni Gai sing along with this one. You're listening to Gaiman. Hi-Arctic is the track that's kicking off our listening on today's edition of Gyno. If you're just not tuning in, I'm your host Brett. Maybe I'm joined on the line with a featured guest way from the far north. He's of the Clean Chow people. And it's an honor to welcome Digga to the show today. Greetings to you. And Yahweh Skeno, how are you doing?
1: Pretty good. Thank you for having me, Brett. Um, much appreciated.
0: Absolutely. It's an honor to get caught up with you. Uh, thank you for taking a little bit of time. And I suppose uh, before going any further, if you could do me a big favor and let listeners out there know a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, I uh, I come from Northwest Territory, Petra uh, It's just a small small community outside of the capital city of Northwest Territory, so Yellowknife. Uh, for those listening abroad, it's in Canada. Uh, there's roughly about 900 people in my home community. It's um, mostly um, Chinese-speaking uh, language over there and English. Uh, I grew up there.
0: I'm just picturing, uh, you know, very cold landscapes and uh, getting caught up before. I guess the frost is here. That means the snow not too far behind, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's uh, obviously these last these last couple of days, mm. like about a week. We saw some frost on out the ground in the morning. And usually, about around this time. Um, we live uh, pretty far north, but it's not that, that far like as the Arctic, uh, high Arctic, high Arctic. Uh, but it is uh, pretty cold um, in you know winter time. But I mean, you know, it's, that's the beauty about the north. Uh, you have the you know the crisp air and the stars and the northern lights. It's a pretty
0: up place. Sounds very picturesque, and you were mentioning that your community has about 900 members. Uh, I guess the the vast majority does speak Klingcho, too, too, yeah.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, the language. Uh, I would say that, like you know, as technology increases and technology moves further north, you know, it it starts to it starts to become a challenge with keeping the language strong. Um, but I mean it's, it's like, you know, everybody has a role to play in speaking the language, preserving the language and even learning the language, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, uh the language is always there and you know that Everybody has a
0: role. I was uh, noticing on uh, an, an interview that you had done a little while back, and uh, you were mentioning that Klingcho is uh, language spoken by fewer than 2,500 people. But, uh, And I know that that technically qualifies it as an endangered language. And, you know, I think the sad thing for me is I'm sitting here thinking, man, I can only imagine what it would be like if our communities here had 2,500 people still speaking. I mean, I think as far as, like, first language speakers even go, you know, that number is, I think we can count on about two hands now. And it's my understanding as well that Klincho was the first language you spoke for almost the first decade of your life, yeah?
1: Yeah, I grew up, and I grew up in Petra, my hometown, and it's the only language that I grew up with, with the first nine years of my life, um, I did go to school in a smaller community just outside of Call called Edzo. Uh, the school was uh, chief at Jimmy Bruno School. And, like you know, it's roughly about that time when, you know, <laughs> your school teachers, uh, you know, they yelled at you in, in your language,
0: <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
1: and they tried to teach us, you know, like ABCs and one two three, right? Hmm. But I mean, it's just part of the process. Uh, it's, uh, it's I think it's where I think uh, I think only when I moved out. I realized uh I didn't have a heck of a lot of English.
0: Thrown <laughs> <laughs> thrown into the walls like that, yeah.
1: Yeah, you could say that. Thrown uh... thrown into the wall. <laughs> yeah.
0: Diga, I apologize for getting a little bit hung up on this. I mean, I hope you understand that, like, from my perspective. And I think uh, for most of Turtle Island, that's a pretty unique thing by today's standards to have been raised speaking primarily your first language, at least from, you know, everybody south, I feel, of you, you know. And it makes me feel like our ancestors really aren't that far away from us anyway, you know, and I I think that helps to reinforce a little bit of that with me and provides a little bit of hope that, you know, that could continue to be a thing in future generations and hopefully you know we can reverse some of that trend and, and kind of bring some of that back I would absolutely love to be in uh, to be able to raise my kids like that you know but uh, so anyway um, moving on a little bit uh, how long have you been performing music? It is my understanding that music uh, per se is not necessarily your first creative love
1: yeah, yeah I, um, I obviously have a huge family six older sisters and five older brothers, and they've always been older than me. (laughs) uh, uh, My five older brothers, they all play music. Uh, They all play guitar. and, And two of them were in a band in my hometown. So... Growing up I grew up listening to man, their rock and roll music and et cetera. They were huge into the Rolling Stones mm-hmm. and obviously of uh, the Beatles, etc. Um and I like, you know, I grew up just not really wanting like anything to do with
0: that <laughs> Yeah, sure and that had already been done yeah you were always yeah, going to be compared to them i'd imagine
1: yeah i was really like interested like in the arts i wanted to become a painter
0: and
1: i love cartooning uh, and i love drawing and stuff and whatnot like i mean back in the day when i was growing up like we didn't have you know the luxuries of walking into like an art store.
2: Oh, sure, <laughs> you know,
1: sure. uh, the closest to an art store is uh, the Hudson Bay, You know, a one stop shop. You know, at a home too, and so. And you're lucky if you find something yeah. cheaper, <laughs> right? So, so you have to get creative as far as you know. You you find an old book in a house or something like that, or you find it somewhere else, and you're the to clear the pages to do some drawings on it mm-hmm. um so yeah i've always wanted to become an artist uh start painting and stuff and i still keep it in the back of my head you know that paintbrush um i still i still love cartooning uh like you know and uh, for now i just uh, i paint with audio now
3: mm-hmm.
1: and it's a pleasure uh a project that we're I'm working on it right now is going to be all in my control language I don't guess. Um, working with a producer in Toronto uh, Jason Spaniel uh, an expert in like Ableton and it's the whole process of it it's just,
0: exciting for me. Well, and getting to talk to you before uh, we started today's interview, it's uh, still apparent that uh, your older brothers have played a really influential role uh, in your creative life. Uh, When I asked you for a couple of recommendations, your older brother David uh, was one of the songs that you wanted to get on today. So uh, winding down this block is going to be David at CSA. And kicking things off right now, though, we're going to get back into the listening from Digger Wolves High Arctic. The track is Cabin Fever, and you are listening to Gyno. <laughs>
3: Trying to stay warm Your dreams are cold Walking by the cold wind Winter has just begun And a setting of the sun So you think about your family So you think about yourself probably think you're gone No point in continuing on ah.
2: Cracks in your heart
4: never disappear. You've done what you can to cover all the stitches. You want to cry out, but your whole
2: I'm Day.
5: You don't have to be perfect today
2: Say-
3: Matoayuhi,
1: and you are listening to Gino with the God Brett Navy. It seems
5: it's It
1: seems it's
5: It seems it seems soul. Et si Roassaton? Et si Et si et Et si O as to, et C'est one at It's he, it's he, must he
0: David Guns at CSA. One of Digger's recommendations today. In fact, I'll just put this out there right now. I was really happy that uh, when I asked for a couple of recommendations, uh, we're, we're keeping uh, the discussion of family at the forefront and at the center of what we're talking about today. Older brother David is one of those. And later on, we get to move in the other generational direction with Kilo November. Digga's son, and I'm excited to talk about Rampage, but uh, we have a lot more to talk about about this incredible album. The album is High Arctic, uh, you've released numerous albums over the years. Uh, you, were, you won a Canadian Aboriginal Music Award. Uh, your previous album, Yellowstone, was nominated for a Juno back in 2020. And uh, Now, before actually, I guess, continuing on with talking about High Arctic, um, you've traveled all over the world to record. Uh, I was noticing that Yellowstone was recorded in Denmark. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, actually... I met somebody uh in Vancouver uh some kind of festival uh, we were doing and we were paired up on stage with uh a group um Eva and the Birch children and uh we were sharing the stage and and I was sitting beside a young man named John. Uh, he was uh him and his group were playing and uh we started talking about uh, we started talking about guitar pedals and and so we found that we liked uh, we like to share our instruments of uh, like you know what is this and what is that and and through that process we became uh, really good friends and uh, so he brought up the idea that we should do a project together. And I'm like, yeah, just keep in touch. And so, yeah, five years later, uh, it started, uh, my manager, Jesse and Reed, she, she instigated that whole process. Wow. And before like, I knew it, I was flying to Denmark <laughs> and gone, uh, he, uh, he organized studio musicians out in, uh, in the middle of nowhere, uh, in the middle of nowhere, like in a barn, uh, in a field surrounded uh, by.
0: Yellowstone was a game-changing album in your career and you continue to uh, push the boundaries and Sonic explorations on high Arctic. How, how does this album differ from your past body of work?
2: Well
1: <clears throat> the High Arctic was sort of uh, was sort of like a byproduct of, of something else that was supposed to happen. written, etc. And uh lo and behold the uh uh the pandemic hit. Uh we were separated. Like obviously like everybody had to you know um, uh, stay nine. separated yeah. and etc. And so um I ended up uh sitting in my studio um uh, in my house and I've always wanted to do a project on Ableton software Hmm. and so I started uh, like you know like everybody else you had a lot of time on your hands with the whole with the whole world shutting down so I spent a lot of time in my studio and working on stuff, I couldn't sit still. And through that process I uh I ended up uh taking through my poetry. I have uh I don't know like a lot of poetry so some of them are in classic bags etc. Um <laughs> I ended up taking up my poetry and going through them because I have music happening and starting to experiment with some sounds and stuff and whatnot with Ableton as well and and I started uh, looking at poetry and and that's how the album came together slowly it's just me just sprinkling through my poetry books and, and what stood out like I mean for example Cabin Seaver the
0: It's a great collection of tunes, uh, high energy. I love uh, the sonic explorations, getting lost in the instrumentals. And I, I want to play at this time one of my favorite tracks from High Arctic. You're invited to turn it up and sing along with Cry Wolf from dig Wolves. High Arctic. You're listening to Gino. <laughs>
1: Yo, this is Ben Jotty and you're listening to Kano on Native Voice 1.
4: Skin departing bone Ice abandoned snow My skin's departing bone
0: Right down that block is Kilo November's Rampage, one of recommendations, and. Not only that, as I was mentioning earlier in the show, uh, I was really pleased that both of the recommendations today are from family members. Now, uh, earlier on, we heard et atse from David, older brother David, and this time we're looking forward in the generations, and that's Digga's son as well, uh, performing as Kilo November. This is a treat again for Gainaut. I don't get to do this too often, but it's got to make you immensely proud to see uh, your son following in your footsteps, huh?
1: Yeah, it's kind of uh, like, you know it's a pretty proud of a moment that uh, when he shows me his new tracks, uh, I'm like, wow, this is this is really cool. Um, uh, years ago, we were listening to uh, some random music on my laptop, and Skrillers came up, and I remember getting that album and thinking that I'm going to listen to it later. But I totally forgot about it. And it just came up in the uh, random playlist on my laptop. And my son, he was probably like seven at that time. He's like, his, um, his, yeah, uh, his ears went up. I'm like, yeah, he's like, hey, Dad, who is that? I'm like, I have no idea. Well, I'll have a look. And it was and it was Skrillex. He's like, oh, my gosh. How did you make all that sound? And I was like, I have no idea. I'll find out. So through the process of finding out, I discovered like Ableton and and all these uh, processes of uh, like you know launch pads and launch keys and etc. Et- et and through all that process, you know he he just fell in love with music and he's a huge fan of Skrillex and he started making his own music and. Pretty
0: awesome. Uh, most definitely. Uh, Digga, we're about out of time right now. Uh, while we're talking about the future, let's talk about future plans, and uh, what what else you have going on? You mentioned uh, you're recording an album right now, too. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. We're actually working on like a new album. Uh, we're working with like a producer in Toronto, uh, Canada. His name is Jason Spaniel, an uh, amazing uh, producer. Ableton expert uh, engineer, and so we're we're essentially just sharing files back and forth. But obviously, we're still in the pandemic, and I'm re- recording the whole album in my language. It should be it should be a lot of fun. Uh, all the instruments, my drummer. Uh, laying down his tracks, I'm laying down my tracks, bass player, etc. And, and and it's all going to be focused around the language. Uh, I think it's important to try to preserve the uh, language. Uh, in some ways, I like to say that, you know, my protest is singing.
0: Mm. one Yes, I think we need a little bit more of that. I can't thank you enough for spending some time, uh, to talk with me today. You know, I I don't mean to sound patronizing or anything. You know, when I say this, but I honestly feel like, you know, I I was transported to a little bit of a different time. You know, and a different kind of connection, um, that we all shared with the earth at one time or another, and. Uh, Your excitement for the music and the future of your language and and your art um, is, it spreads. It's infectious. And and again, I um, I think the world of your craft, and I hope we can catch up soon.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Brett. This is awesome. I really appreciate it.
3: My home, snow nights are winter cold. Spirit and soul, we were here before at midnight sun, elders, and the drum, yeah. So, drum dance tonight. Under the moon, uh, yeah. desperately trying to stay warm, trying to fall in love with you. My home, snow, nights, and winter cold Spirit and soul, we were here before Desperately trying to stay warm Trying to fall in love with you
6: And the story untold I, I had a dream a mile of my of They laid to grass With a gun and a sword Buried the hatchet Buried the snake out to each other, peace to make. The earth supplies, and nature feeds. But we turn and quake for artificial needs. Come down to earth and stay a while. The sun is shining, just sit there and smile. I'm a brown-skinned man, that's what I am, got a guitar and a drum, that's where I come from, spirit of the sun, spirit of the sea, worthy of a shadow, I'm shining down nature, brothers of old, brothers of legends, and the story untold, daughters of starlight, daughters of birth, sisters of sunlight, sisters of birth, I had a dream of mile ago. They do rest with gun and a sword. Bury the hatchet. They buried the snake. Bow to each other. Peace to make. Oh, son of the sun.
5: some past episodes of Gyno, log on to gynomusic.fm or nb1.org. Also, to discover more music from incredible indigenous artists, be sure to check out the Native Artist Directory at nativeartistdirectory.com.
7: down to the abyss, had a little talk. Somewhere behind the hurt is a demon to deal with. When did the great shock start? In the transparent reality, waves of walls of fear rolling through the psyche. What we can't live with lives with us anyway, soul melting into confusion. What does this fusion mean? Then look what we did. Replaying yesterday's scenes, we broke every promise and spilled all our dreams. A sinner needs to sin, going back again and again. Who got more than they wanted? Who wanted more?